For those of you who haven't met me, my name's Jonathan Peart, and I'm one of the ministers here at St Peter's. And I hope we are amongst friends, Romans, countrymen. That's from Shakespeare, and that bit goes on. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. The evil that men do lives after them. The good is often interred with their bones. So let it be with Caesar. Good old William Shakespeare is talking about a famous Caesar here, Julius Caesar. Not the Caesar that we have here in Luke 2. In Luke 2, we've got the great Caesar Augustus. He was the great nephew of Julius Caesar. What good and evil did Augustus do? Well, he was the first sole ruler of the Roman Empire. Before then, different people had shared different parts of the Roman Empire, but under Augustus, it was all under him. He created Rome's first permanent standing army. And he used it to greatly expand the Roman Empire, especially down through Egypt. He established the Pax Romana, the Roman peace, which lasted more than 200 years. And Luke tells us, as we start chapter 2, that Caesar Augustus ordered for a census. A census which caused, well, untold upheaval as everyone had to travel back to the old hometown to be counted. It brought Joseph and Mary back to the little town of Bethlehem, as it happened. Bethlehem, the birthplace of the humble shepherd king, one King David, and the promised birthplace of God's Messiah, God's anointed Davidic successor. And in this familiar story, let's look at what happened when God the Son arrived. We're going to look at three things that happened. If you want to take notes or follow the structure through, praise is declared, peace is declared, and a sign is given. Those are the things we're looking at. Well, first one, praise is declared when God the Son arrives. There's an angel who talks to the shepherd, and then, as Chris was telling us last week, When angels come on the scene, it's actually pretty uncommon. If you find an angel's on the scene, something big is happening. We've had an angel talk to Zechariah. We've had an angel talk to Mary. We've had an angel talk to Joseph. And now we've got another angel. Something big is happening. The angels are just piling in here with the news. And suddenly it's not just one angel with the news, but the whole host. The whole army of heaven breaks out. And in verse 13 they say, suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host. And what are they doing? They're praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven. Why? Because of Jesus being born. God the Son has arrived and all of heaven can't help but praise God. What about the humans? What are they doing? What are we doing in this story? Well, you've you've got the shepherds. Again, praise is declared. The shepherds hear the news. They go and see for themselves. And what do they do? 
then they praise God and glorify him. So verse 20 there, the shepherds, having seen it all, returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. When God the Son arrives, praise be to God the Father in heaven who has sent and given him to us. And as we look just a little bit, we're covering all of chapter 2 really, although we only read 1 to 20. Next week's chapter 3, so let me skip ahead a little. What happens next after the shepherds go home is on the eighth day, Mary and Joseph take Jesus into Jerusalem to the temple on the eighth day uh, to dedicate him to the Lord, as all firstborns were supposed to be, to be dedicated to God, circumcised. And there, waiting at the temple, is a man and a woman, Simeon and Anna. And what does Simeon do? He praises God. So verse 28 there, he took him up, took Jesus up in his arms and blessed God. Imagine that, to hold your saviour in your arms. And he took up Jesus and he blessed and praised God that he should have lived to see this day. The day of God's salvation. To hold on to his Messiah. Praise be to God. And likewise, Anna, male and female, God created us, and male and female, here at the birth of Saviour, we are praising God. Prophet and prophetess. And Anna praises God, giving thanks to him, verse 38 there, and telling everyone who would listen, praise, praise happens when God's the Son arrives on earth. You can't help but give thanks to God. The other great thing is peace is declared when God the Son arrives. In our Isaiah reading from chapter 9, we were looking for the servant who would bring peace. Peace and increase of his government would know no end. And the arrival of God the Son heralds peace between God and those whom he favours, it says. Well, that guy waiting at the temple, Simeon, he seemed to find peace. Verse 29 there. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation that you've prepared in the presence of all peoples. Simeon can go in peace now. For God has kept his promise and he has seen his saviour. Simeon's got peace. But where else do we see this peace as it's announced that with the birth of Jesus, peace on earth to those on whom God's favour rests? Do we, as we go through Luke, and we'll be going through it, do we find peace on earth? Well, Actually, we don't really see it while Jesus is here on earth a whole lot. The Romans still ruled Israel with a bit of an iron fist, it must be said. And, and when Jesus comes to Jerusalem to die, this is what it says. So this is chapter 19, verse 41. When Jesus drew near to Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, 
had known on this day the things that make for peace. Would that Jerusalem know the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Jesus weeps that Israel has blown a great opportunity to be at peace and make peace with their God and their Saviour Christ. But they're going to crucify him. You don't see a lot of peace while Jesus is here on earth. We're still waiting for that to be fulfilled. When Caesar Augustus came, the Pax Romana, the Roman peace, lasted about 200 odd years. When God the Son arrives, it heralds a peace which will never end. But that peace is so far personal and not yet global. That happens when Jesus comes back again to establish his reign over all the earth. Well, the last thing. What happens when God the Son arrives? A sign is given. The angels come and announce the news and tell the shepherds of a sign by which they might know that these things are true and that this baby as opposed to that baby is the one who will be the Saviour, the Messiah, the Lord. And what is that sign? It's his humble birth that the Saviour, the Messiah, the Lord, will be found in a feed trough, in the straw and hay amongst the animals. He's not in a palace, not over us, but among us to seek and save the lost. He's with us. And he's for us. And with this humble saviour amongst us, now we truly know God and have seen him. The prophets will tell us about God, and that's all true and well and good, but have we really met God? Do we actually truly know him? We certainly do in Jesus Christ. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. All that God is, is to be found and seen in Jesus Christ. When God the Son arrives, we truly know God. And on the flip side, God truly knows us. God is not remote and far off and other and different. Now he has become one of us, human. He has walked a mile in our shoes. He has felt our temptations, our fears, our mortality. He knows what it's like to be one of us. He's wept with us and laughed with us. When God the Son arrives, God truly knows us. Well, at the end of Caesar Augustus' life, the end of his life was was marred by military disaster. He left no heir to succeed him to the Roman Empire. And his empire was in economic trouble. When the Son of God arrived, he ended his life in military disaster. They lopped off one ear of the guard, then he was captured and crucified. The king was supposed to ride into the capital for victory, 
but it was a military disaster. He left no heir to succeed him as king. And I don't think he had two coins to rub together as they divvied up his belongings. They cast lots for his cloak. They didn't divide up the money that we don't see that there was any there. And yet, we praise God because of that man. God with us. We consider ourselves heirs of his kingdom. And we look forward to the globalisation of peace that God the Father, in his favour, has brokered with us through Jesus Christ that remains with us now by his Holy Spirit and that will be globalised upon his return when Jesus comes back and establishes his reign not just in our hearts but over all the earth. So peace on earth through God the Son, my King, my Saviour, the Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.